Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Today Entitled Time Packers podcast. My name is Griffin. You can follow me on Instagram at All Day Packers, and I'm joined by my good friend Braun, who you can follow on Instagram at Lambo.Leapers. And we're coming back to you with another podcast, a Christmas special after a Packers victory on Christmas to move to 7 and 8 over the Miami Dolphins. What a game! So many twists and turns, so many different emotions throughout the course of this game. But at the end of it, the Packers come out on top and keep their playoff hopes alive. Braun, how are you doing, buddy? Griff, I could not be better. What an amazing win. That was a special one. Christmas Day. Merry Christmas to everybody out there. And what a win. I just There's so much to discuss, but that just was the most incredible game of the season for me and, and just a, a total game changer for us and, and our hopes. It's, it's a special one. It was a weird one, man. It was a really weird one. Biggest game of the season so far. And the Packers, it felt like a playoff game from start to finish. The team, just the energy from the team, it felt like a playoff game, didn't it? Like the, the defense was playing as if it was... Not that they played super well. And that's kind of the weird thing about this game. No one really played well. <laughs> this team did not play super well today. But Tua Tungavailoa specifically and the entire Dolphins team kind of choked this one away. Because even at halftime, they were up 20-13. to 13. We got a, a field goal right before time expired at the end of the half. And even then, it felt like they could have been up by three scores. But we were only down seven. We get the ball first. And we tie it up right away at the start of the second half. And the Dolphins didn't score another point for the entire second half and so if you're looking at this as an objective NFL fan maybe you feel like the Dolphins lost this game more than the Packers won it but Braun we are not NFL fans we are Packers fans and we run a Packers podcast here and so as Packers fans this was the best Christmas present I could have asked for Tua giving us three picks in the fourth quarter all three of them blew me away got me off my seat running around my living room just fantastic. Thank you, Santa Claus. Thank you, Tua. Thank you, Mike McDaniel. Thank you, Matt LaFleur, Aaron Rodgers, everyone. I'm so grateful because this team is 7-8, and eight, man. They're 7-8, and eight, still in the playoff race. We haven't even talked about all the games from yesterday. On Saturday, all the games went our way, and we are literally like a few games away from making the playoffs. How did we get here, man? And Griff, what did I say? What have I been saying? I know that this is not all likely. This is a difficult thing to go through to try to go like three weeks ago I, I laid all this out and said we got to win out and we need all these different teams to lose all these different games but my point was that it all was plausible and now we're in a position where it's all becoming close to likely even because we just have to take care of our business which we've been doing now three straight games we just got to win two more and these two are probably the compared to I, I would say we got the hardest one out of the way today Miami, Miami was definitely Dolphins. going to be the hardest one, but right. it's still not easy from here on out. No, of course not, because those are two division rivals, division opponents who don't want us to make the playoffs. The Lions still fighting for a slim chance, and Minnesota obviously would love to eliminate us as they chase the two seed and whatnot. So it's just, it, this was never going to be easy, but the whole point of this was to try to have faith and, and to put ourselves in a position where we could at least try our best and, and to get in and hope that some of the other chips fall where they have. And like I, when we outlined this a couple weeks ago, Griff, it all seemed like it could happen, and it is. It all is. Every every piece of the puzzle is falling into place, and now it's almost like the Packers can do this themselves. So to rewind a little bit, coming into this weekend, we were rooting against specifically the Commanders and the Seahawks, and both of them lost. The Seahawks lost to the Chiefs, wasn't really close. The Commanders lost to the 49ers. That game also wasn't super close. We also It also would have helped if the Lions lost the game, but that wasn't necessary. But Lions did lose a game. And also, the Giants lost, which also wasn't super necessary, but it, can, it can't hurt us. All four of those teams lost on Saturday. So we're coming in today thinking, okay, God is actually a Packers fan. God is looking out for us here, and our season is going to turn around, and it's going to start with a win over the Miami Dolphins today, and that's what happened, and it's such a weird thing that's shaping up now, because those percentages that we talked about three weeks ago, back when the Packers playoffs percentages were at like 3-4%, those were real. It, this is actually, it's, it is super unlikely that all of this is happening, but I'm not going to complain, because now we are just three games away. We need three game, three games to go our way. We have to beat the Vikings, 
beat the Detroit Lions Week 18, and we also need the Washington Commanders to lose one of their final two. They play the Browns this Sunday, and they play the Cowboys the following week. We need them to lose one of those games. So three games that we're going to have our eyes on. If the Washington, if Washington loses to Cleveland this week, then it's going to be way. E- it's going to be super easy just to focus on our own games, and in that case, we will control our own destiny. But they have two opportunities to drop another game, and then we just got to take care of our own business. How did we get here? It's so crazy, but it's awesome, dude. It's awesome. This is not at all what I saw coming. If you've been listening, you know that I was in favor of starting Jordan Love. I was in favor of just worrying about the draft pick, you know. Like, I gave I gave up on the season a long time ago. But all of a sudden, the NFC has been bad. It's been bad all year, but they've continued to be bad. And now the Packers are able to get hot at the right time and kind of sneak in at that seven spot. And Griff, they, the rest of the league really can't let us get hot because when that happens, it's going to be troublesome and Rodgers didn't play his best football today and it looks like they're close they're getting these guys like all together in terms of the receiving core and then these guys went out today so there's some there's some things they're going through the offensive line shuffle with the injuries I feel like they're getting close to full strength here and when that happens and it's going to start hopefully this week I think they're going to get a little healthier some of these guys that went out I think they're going to come back and play in Minnesota and hopefully maybe David is a guy who can play this week as well with Minnesota coming into Lambeau. These are things that excite me about the prospects of what we're doing in terms of the playoffs. But this game itself, Griff, let's let's get into it a little bit because it was so terrible to watch at largely <laughs> most points of the game. It was very, very stressful. I don't remember being this stressed in a long time because the Packers season was truly on the line. And here we are. Throughout that whole game, I think this is the... I don't remember the last time there was a game where I felt like we were being dominated so heavily throughout the entire game, especially on the defensive side of the ball. And then it just felt like we were losing the game the entire time up until when we finally started taking knees. It was just the most bizarre thing. It felt like we were really getting outplayed on a lot of levels, mostly on defense, of course. But then things just happened where... Little th- like they were really moving the ball down the field, but then those little things where Jerron Reed strips the ball, we fall on it. All of a sudden, we get a chance to double up and we get a field goal. And and we instead of it being probably a 17 point game, if they go and score a touchdown, the Dolphins, uh, going into half, it ended up being only a one score seven point game because we were able to get the ball back and get that field goal. And then we double up, we score a touchdown to start the second half. And it just felt it was unbelievable how we were able to all of a sudden be tied Dude, it was twenty like, to twenty it's after a tie the beatdown we were getting. How is it tied right now? It made no sense. And do you remember after the Monday night game against the Rams, I said to you on last week's show that if you look at any other metric other than the scoreboard, we dominated this team and it wasn't close. That's how it felt with the Dolphins, really. It did, like especially at halftime, it was it did not feel close whatsoever. It could have been a three-score game. They were only up seven, and that was huge because the defense, for whatever reason, I think it had more to do with Tua. Honestly, as much as I love the defensive effort from today, I think Tua really just sold this one for the Dolphins, and I'm not complaining about that. But I, I think that we were extremely lucky to be in this game at halftime. It certainly didn't feel like when we tied at 2020 that it was tied. But that Rams game that we won just a week ago is looking pretty good at this point, Griff, especially after what the Rams just did to the Denver Broncos on live yeah. television, hanging 51 on one of the better defenses in the league. And we allowed them only 12 last week, so that's that says something, I would think. But uh, just in general, like it's a game-to-game league, and, and the way we were able to... I, I, even half-to-half, quarter-to-quarter, the game changes so quickly, the momentum, all these things. We came out playing pretty good ball on offense and we were competing in a, in a shootout environment. We were able to compete at the start. When we tied that game in the third quarter, it felt like we were competing in a shootout, which felt good, especially against a team with that kind of firepower that Miami has. But then, like you said, Griffin, the last week's show Tua tends to just give you some once in a while, but he gave us plenty and it is the season of giving for green Bay. It was the season of taking we had all those turnovers that Tua threw to us. Jerron Reed started it with the forced fumble before half. Those are the things that win you football games, obviously, and we know that and we say that every week. But this felt like a really, really special one because those balls were not insane plays made by Green Bay's defense. It was Tua kind of handing the ball to us, uh, but it felt so special because 
it was all falling into place. Like every single pick, I couldn't believe it. And it was all a part of this big Christmas miracle that was the Packers stealing one in Miami on Christmas Day. It was incredible, man. I There's so few quarterbacks that I've ever seen that are like Tua because for half of this game, and this happened against Buffalo, this happened against LA the week before for the Dolphins, I'm watching these games thinking, wow, Tua's really sharp. You know, he looks like he is, he's a Drew Brees type, you know, he doesn't have the strongest arm, but he plays with great anticipation, great accuracy, and then he'll just give you the worst throw you've ever seen, the worst decision, the worst accuracy. It's wild. And he did that the entire second half for us. Thank you, Tua. Thank you so much, man. He really helped us out with that, man. Because after that Jaron Reed forced fumble in the first half, that really, that was the turning of the tide for the Dolphins. Because I'll give you their possession chart here. They After that fumble, they get the ball back in the second half, and that's their 10-play drive with a missed field goal. Then Tua throws a pick. Then Tua throws a pick, and then Tua throws the game-ending pick to Russell Douglas. <laughs> Are you kidding me, man? Wow. <laughs> How I'm many opportunities right, did they have to run down that field <sighs> and score points and take the lead? Oh, my goodness. I would love to. This is the most amazing game of the season. This is just so incredible. I, I love watching this. This whole game was just so fun. To be able to win this kind of game where it felt like we were counted out and we really weren't in a position to win it and to get out with a win. We needed a Christmas miracle, and it really felt like that, Griff. But with these with these interceptions he threw, they were getting worse and worse by the pick. <laughs> Every single one was worse than the last one. <laughs> they were getting worse and worse. And the, the first one was Jair, and that was like, it almost felt uh, like we were getting one back because Rodgers threw a pick right before that where whoever the, the young corner basically pushed and pulled Lazard out of the way to go up and grab that, which it was a good ball by Aaron. For the that was one part. of the worst no calls I've seen this season, yeah. man. That they, was crazy. they did not call a single pass interference or holding penalty on the defensive side. When I thought throughout the game, and I've never seen anything like this, I don't think the last time I saw this many missed holdings and missed PIs was probably in the Tampa Bay loss in the NFC uh, championship game. But this was noticeably bad by the referees just a total lack of calls non-calls unreal but obviously we got out of there with a win so it hurts much less but that was a serious issue and I thought they were getting away with a lot of holding and we were too for the most part not as much I feel like but there was a lot of plays where they were just they were letting them play man they were more than letting them play they just did not call anything in the secondary which I'd rather them not call some than make bad calls but there were some egregious ones that they missed for sure. Yeah, and I agree with that. I'd rather them just let the guys play out there. But some of them, like that, the one that ended with the pick on Rodgers, his 11th pick of the year, by the way, most since 2010. I, I think I saw that. I don't know for sure. But, I mean, 11 picks. He threw nine combined in the last two seasons. He had that two-interception year in 2018. Now he's at 11. And once again, it's not a pick that makes me say he's fallen off, you know? It's not a pick where it's like, oh, how do you throw that ball? Although he did have a drop pick today where I said, oh, how do you throw that ball? But anyways, both of these throws were to Alan Lazard. And oh. Alan Lazard, we, we do this every week, but... I just two want drops to see today. The, two drops today. And I just want to see him on these interceptions play the football, play a little defense. Aaron's he puts giving no you a effort in the passing game. Here. I have to say, Griff, he puts no effort in the passing game. It's, <laughs> it's unfortunate because he really just has, he has no, it's, he's so dramatic. He's like a diva. He plays like he's, a diva. He's flopping out there, man. It's really sad because he can be good. Dude, on the pick? He was more worried about selling the P.I., I feel like, than trying to play the ball. Ugh. He just didn't even go for... The first one that was a drop pick by Xavier Howard, he didn't even go for the ball. He was just letting Dude. that thing fall right into Xavier's uh, lap. That really ticked me off. Bro, I, I, that looked like a Madden play. That looked like a Madden play where you're saying, like, oh, this game sucks. How, why would my receiver just keep running? Because literally he, he watches the ball fall into Xavier Howard's hands, and he just continues running his route. <laughs> and I was like, Dude, play the ball. Adjust your route. Like, go break up the pass at least, man. We're not doing this with Lazard, though. We do this too much. But if we're going to start with the offense here, Aaron Rodgers had one of his worst games of the season, I think. I mean, the entire offense. Did, the offense was terrible today, dude. That's what makes it really even bad. weirder. The really offense bad. was awful today, man. They averaged like 4.6 yards per play. They couldn't get anything going. All their points me... were kind of gift-wrapped to them. 
Right, Griff. Let me just say also, I will mention again, the injuries are were a true factor. Aaron Jones being in and out of the lineup was a problem. They also right, right, dealt with right. Christian Watson going down, and then the the injury to Yash jumbled things on the offensive line. Where you putting Royce Newman in in meaningful snaps, which you never another favorite do. player of ours. <laughs> yes, we went from a favorite of ours, Yash, to a, another guy we totally love in Royce. But we're already missing David Bakhtiari, and so that jumbled things certainly. It's so unbelievable how once Christian went out. The deep passing element of our game is just a total non-factor, and it really limits our offense. It almost makes us one-dimensional, and I'm not even talking about just we only can run the football. We really can't do anything well, but we can only pass intermediate stuff, very short, and Lazard is so undynamic, and none of these other guys can do anything. Romeo had that beautiful, beautiful catch late where he just separated, and Rodgers was able to even point him to the sideline, and he had so much room. Rodgers just floated it out there, and he caught it on the sideline, and that was a big mm. one in the fourth quarter on that, that last drive. That was beautiful, man. That was we beautiful. could point to it. Rodgers was pretty sharp, actually, on that last drive. I thought he was hit. Yeah, in the, the fourth quarter, he played really well. strong. He played, yeah. he played really well, I, I would say, in the late The bullet game. over the middle to Tunyon. The, that was the, the one I'm thinking of right in my head that right now. That was nice, man. That looked like in rhythm... That was Rodgers at his best right there. I think, see, I still don't think he played terrible, but this was disappointing from him to to not make some of the, even in the first drive, missing opportunities, guys, taking that sack on the first, on that first drive was a tough one, missing a couple throws, couple options, making bad decisions. He missed the one to Watson on the fourth and two, which was a killer. Uh, that was but, brutal. That was brutal. Right. And, and look, not the, not the greatest play call. Watson had him beat. You know, it's a timing thing, but I, look. He played okay. He played good enough down the stretch. We won the game, and we scored 26 points. That was a very contentious football game. We didn't run the ball well. These things all contributed, and like I said, the injuries, the pass protection, all of these contributed to why Aaron didn't play as well as we would have liked. But we still got to see better. I, I feel good, though, because we won a game with him not playing at his best. He played better against the Rams. He played much better against the Bears. I feel very good about where he's at. There was some dynamic throws he still made. He had that one deep to Lazard. He had the one deep to Mercedes. Oh, he's getting my out God. Of the pocket. Those two throws. Are you serious, dude? Unreal that was prime throws. Rogers, man. Especially Mercedes on the run. He just flicked it. That was a beauty ball. And I'll tell you, he's getting in and out of the pocket like he always has and always will. He looks so elusive today. He really did. He had so seven scrambles. that's why scrambles. I'm not concerned. He had seven yeah. scrambles today. <laughs> what happened, bro? <laughs> he looked good. He looked really good in there moving in and out. So I feel very he's good, good about all where year. he's at. He's looked good all year, um, you know, in the scramble game. Remember the, the Hail Mary attempt before halftime last week against the Rams? That was amazing. Yeah. I wish he would have got that ball off. He had a couple incompletions. There's one I'm remembering where I'm, he was about to get sacked like three or four different times, and he just looked like 2016 Aaron Rodgers dodging in and out of the pocket. It was an incomplete pass, but I love seeing that from Aaron. And when he has his guys, when this team does get healthier, which they will because it sounds like all these injuries today, and there were plenty, especially in the first half. It felt like there was a guy going down every drive, you know, and Aaron Jones comes into this game tweaked, and uh, they held him out for much of the game. He only had three carries at half. I think he only had two carries at halftime, only three touches total. They were definitely doing a load management thing with uh, Aaron Jones. And that was, you know, that's a debatable decision there because we talked at halftime, Bron. Load management when it's week 16 and it's basically a playoff game. I don't know. This is kind of the time when we need him, you know, but yeah. uh, he's going to get healthier because he didn't get a lot of action today. And all these guys, it sounds like they're going to be OK. So this team is going to look better when Royce Newman is not starting at right tackle. And Hopefully when... David comes back. We need him. Oh, my David. Don't even get me started. <laughs> <David>. <laughs> and when Christian Watson's in the lineup, it's he makes such a difference. Oh, he does. And we saw that today, even that fourth down conversion where Rodgers does the very hard play-action guitar fake that we love, and it he sold that it. thing for a full second, Griff. Dude, he, was he would not there. get out of that fake. <laughs> Back turned to the pass rush for a whole second, and he ran out of there. He sees Christian pretty late, throws it as quick as he can, though. I, I You know, watching that back, I watched it a few times. He threw that ball probably, like, at the last possible second he could, and yeah, Christian I know. I takes was screaming. a massive hit. Christian takes a massive hit as he reels that one in, makes the play. That was a game-changing play for us, and it certainly kept us going when we needed it most. Was that fourth down, or was it third down? It was fourth. That was fourth down. Oh, my 
God, dude, that was huge. Huge game. I mean, we went for five fourth downs today. Well, including you know. our beautiful uh, fake punt from our own 21. <laughs> the fake punt, dude. It's so funny because if this was a loss, I feel like we would have so much more to talk about. There was <laughs> a lot today. of reasons why. Let me just say that. So many reasons why we so many lost reasons why game. we lost that game. So many but reasons now, why we lost that game. <laughs> this is a weird podcast for us because we're in a spot where we have to talk about why we won, and there's really no storylines. It's just like <laughs> I don't know. It's a miracle, Christmas miracle. Yeah, but we go for five fourth downs. One of them being that guitar fake to Watson. Also, one of them being the fake punt. The fake punt that was the worst decision. Of maybe the season for Matt LaFleur, in my opinion, because it's not even that I hate going for it on fourth and two when you're that backed up in your own territory. I think they were at the 19-yard line, if I remember correctly. But if you're going to go for it, don't give it to Dallin Levitt. Give it to someone else. Put the ball in Aaron <laughs> Rodgers' hands, or better yet, I'd Aaron Jones' hands. I would have rather them lined up and gone for it, just because obviously the element of surprise is the main thing they're going for there, but... It, it looked, it was just such a chaotic mess. And it didn't look like they had the the uh, personnel that they probably wanted even for it. That was a weird call. But I would have just put Aaron Rodgers out there and hand it off to A.J. Dillon or Aaron Jones or even throw it. I, I don't even care. Anything better than that. <laughs> even throw it? Yeah, I know. Take a knee. No. <laughs> <laughs> Take a knee. I mean, it's same same results as giving it to Dallin Levin, bro. It wasn't even a good look. Because a lot of times on punts, if I understand correctly, like on a punt, you kind of have the alert where if you have a good look, you can kind of audible to a, a fake punt. And this did not look like a good enough look for Lovett to take it. No, they I, had I'm sure a lot. it was a decision. It looked like they were going for pressure. Yeah, I know. It looked like even pre-snap. Why would you run it up the middle here? It That had to be a Matt LaFleur decision, I think, because he came into today being aggressive um, from the get-go. But that only results in a seven-play, four-yard drive from the Dolphins. They only get a field goal out of that. To extend their lead to 10, you know, Braun, if they were able to get a touchdown there, extend their lead to 14, I, I don't know, just f- would have felt so much different. And then the Jaron Reed fumble, I think that was really the turning point of the day. Because after that fake punt, and after the Dolphins field goal drive, we get the ball back, and we go three and out. We only get five yards out of that, three and out, punt, and then the Dolphins get the ball back, Bron. And this is at the point where we were on FaceTime, like, almost in tears. Like, almost, this feels like this is about to get out of hand right now. Because the offense can't do anything. We've seen the defense give up an 84-yard touchdown to Jalen Waddle. This is going to get real ugly. And then the first play is an 8-yard pass play from Tua. And then we hit the 2-minute warning. And then we're on the phone again. Like, this is bad. This is real bad. We just need the ball back. And Jaron Reed with the clutchest play of the century in Green Bay <laughs> for the Green Bay Packers. Because <laughs> on the very play after we hang up on FaceTime, this play happens. I My mood switches like that. And this it feels like the entire Packers bench had to feel the same way. Because from there on out, the defense was lights out. Wasn't giving up anything, man. Jaron Reed really came to play. He's a guy that we never talk about, but he played really well today. This was definitely his best game in Green Bay, and this is what he was expected to do. Be a veteran, make big-time plays. He's had success in his spots of Seattle and Kansas City over his time in the NFL. This is one of those games that hopefully unlocks some things for him that we were hoping when we signed him this past offseason, and it was a massive play. It was a game-changing, point-differentiating play. Because they could have easily gotten to a 13 or 17 point lead going into half when we ended up having it, like I mentioned earlier. We were only down by 7 and then doubled up and got to that 20 point mark that they were at, tying the game at the start of the third quarter. So, this is just, it was a crucial point. So many great parts of what we were doing on that turnover. Um because they got the pressure finally, and, and you know what I mean? Just those things, like, in the run game, they're finally starting to stop the run, and then they get that big the big turnover. It just swayed all the momentum. Because fun fact, Griff, as you know and as you mentioned, they did not do anything after that in the scoring department. They scored zero points after that. Based on all that, the turnovers, the, the missed field goal, just everything went out the window for them for what they were doing on offense. And Green Bay's defense was opportunistic. They didn't drop the interceptions like they have in the past. That t- sometimes quarterbacks try to give it away to them and they make, those, they make those drops. They made those plays when we needed it most. And now we are sitting here with the playoffs still intact, a chance to get farther each and every week. 
It feels really good. And I do want to point out one thing back on... Let's talk about Keyshawn Nixon, because he went out of this game very early, but he made his mark as quick as possible. He returns it after all the excitement, all the talk about him all week from the last game and the week prior, and everybody knows about him, and they kick it to him. And what does he do? He goes 93 yards, nearly scores. Sadly, another down point of this game was the Packers' offense got negative nine yards on that drive and did not score anything. <laughs> Wonderful but a field job, goal, guys. Which really <laughs> oh squandered God. that beautiful, beautiful best return in probably the last decade for Green Bay. But Honest uh, to God, bro. Seriously, but still, uh great to see Keyshawn do what he does. Hopefully I think he should be good for next week too, based on the way I saw him moving post game. He was running off the field, so I think he'll be good. He just probably didn't you know, you don't want to they're very the groin injuries can just be tweaked and then you're dealing with it for at a high level for another week. So he probably just wants to sit down and he was questionable coming in practicing limited. So just, it's good to see him still doing it at the highest of levels. Um, Cause we have, this is an element of a playoff team to have a, an elite returner. They, it's the third they, phase that we never have. And we have it now. It seems like we really have it now. Mason was absolutely beautiful today. He, what did he kick? Five of five, four of four, whatever it was. He was incredible. And they tried. Uh, the Dolphins had to try an onside kick. I don't know if it was on purpose or what, but they tried to squib it, and we ended up getting the ball at like the fifty. And that that was after that giant return. So I mean, this is uh, you know, this is what happens when you have a special teams that wins because it's a it's a part of the equation that many don't really think about when you're looking at the uh when you're comparing two teams in a potential game you look at what the offense versus their defense and their defense versus our offense whatever but the special teams it seems like it's been an advantage in most of these games that we play and if it continues to be it's going to be another reason why we win if we keep doing this thing at the right way the 93 yard return from Keyshawn on the opening kickoff return of the day gave us three points literally he goes out. That was his last kickoff that he returned. No, I think he returned one after that. I mean, this is again we have not rewatched the game, so he uh, did return kind of one the, uh, to the twenty-five after after the onside kick. The next the right, next right, opportunity, right. he returned to the twenty-five. Then he gets injured, and then Romeo Dobbs is returning kicks, and I love Romeo. He's like, I can do this, and then he, he his first return goes out to what the fifteen or sixteen or something like that. And I was like, that oh, was Romeo, not... should take a When he took knee. that one out, I was pretty worried. <laughs> I know. I was like, oh, Romeo, you can't move like Keyshawn, bro. Not many can move like Keyshawn. Field position was such a such a factor in this game. Like that Keyshawn Nixon 93-yard return basically gifted us three points on a drive that netted us negative nine yards. He gave us three points there. All the turnovers gave us great field position. The failed onside kick attempt by the Dolphins gave us great field position. The missed field goal gave us great field position. That's A lot of that comes down to special teams, and that is the third phase that we never have, and that is the third phase that all the dynasty Patriots teams have always had. It's what all the great teams always have, you know? Just the average starting field position is such a big deal for an offense, and for us, we have always been starting at the 25 or worse. We never get any good things that come out of the return game, and now we have a guy who is going to make sure that he is always going to be a threat to break the game open at any point in the game in Keyshawn Nixon. So hopefully he is healthy and hopefully he's able to stick around because he's not a flash in the pan. He is a bona fide return man, a Pro Bowl return man. And it's hilarious that it took this team so long to figure that out when he's just been sitting there all season. And the defense certainly felt his... Uh disappearance when he when he went out too he's just a dynamic player for us he does so many things as a returner but when he's on defense he's a difference maker as well and we talk about this weekly with him so just to tie it up we hope he's back next week because we're gonna need him and he's just so he's such a difference maker and I I had been saying I remember Griff when I was kind of singing his praises like and this was not this was before he was doing many special things in the return game and he was just playing well on defense and I was really singing his praises, and you were kind of like, almost a little like, this guy is just no, I, I remember I said, fan. I was like, I didn't know you were such a big Keyshawn Nixon guy. <laughs> I just, you know, I, you just see, he's just a dog type player. He's a guy you want to win with, and I just, I saw that from him, and he's proving it every week, each and every week, and even in the small spurt of action he had today, you still see it, and that's the kind of championship player that we need. When we're trying to go on a run, Griff, as you know, so it's just great to have guys like him, and I feel like Rasul is a guy like that too, and even though he's had his ups and downs, 
he's just one of those guys. And, and we have so many guys like that. And they may not all be guys like Alexander and, and guys like uh, Devondre and some of these elite Kenny Clark types, but we do have a bunch of guys that I feel like are set to make us a really strong group when it comes playoff time. And games like this in Miami where we get out of there because we just have, I think, the stronger guys in there, just the the better mentality players that are going to go out there and do anything they can to make the play. And we did it today. What worries me is that we know we have those guys. We have no shortage of dogs on defense. We have no shortage of guys who you have faith in and you think are, are guys that you can win a Super Bowl with. We have those all over the defense. But the problem is, even even today, in the first half, ignore the second half, which, again, I think that had more to do with Tua just making some awful, awful throws than it did the defense playing really well. But in the first half, God, dude, it just felt like it was going to be one of those games, like the playoff losses, like the Eagles game, like the Bills' first half of this year. And the Bills' game was kind of a similar thing, where the first half we were getting walked all over, and then the second half Josh Allen starts making some questionable throws. But in it's like in the first half, Jalen Waddle has an 84-yard touchdown. They have the deep shot to Tyreek Hill. It's like, of course, yes, we knew this was going to happen. It's, it's a shame that we go into these big games where we're playing these big, great offenses, and we just know that, okay, this is going to have to be a shootout. The offense is going to have to play well today if we're going to win this game. Because the defense, they just don't have a shot. And I, I said on the previous show, the only shot of them playing well on defense was going to be Tua making awful throws and turning the ball over. That luckily, thank god that is what happened because even if you take out the turnovers they had a productive offense the defense was not stopping a whole lot they gave up 8.6 yards per play 4.6 average yards per rush on the ground they gave up 10.9 average yards per pass attempt they gave up the defense was it, it it was it felt really hard to get the dolphins off the field and that's why it was so relieving every time all three of these interceptions was like yes thank you because at the end of the game that fourth quarter before all three of those picks before all of them i was thinking the dolphins are about to blow this game open and that's why I'm I just I'm so thankful that Tua is the quarterback that he is. It's so funny, Griff, because up until that point, in all of those picks, right? You're they've been dominating us on offense. They have just been dominating. Everything they want in the passing game is open. They're running at what ten yards a clip. That's a dramatic, probably statement, but they were running quite well. It felt like every time they were running the ball, they were getting a first down. In the first half, it was it, that was probably true. So in the second half, <laughs> you just know that they literally can do whatever they want to us. They were having their way with us the whole game. <laughs> so when these picks are occurring, they do whatever they want to us, they literally could. And every time one of these picks came, it was just so like you said, what a relief it is to quote a commercial that I'm not remembering at this moment. But <laughs> I don't know what that is either. But I know that. Yeah. Oh, what a relief it is. I'm not sure. But anyway, it, those picks were. And, and uh, it's so true because we would... Griff's sitting here thinking of what that commercial is. But uh, <laughs> I am. I have no clue what that is. I'm trying so hard to think. What is that, yeah. man? Whatever. Is that like some kind of cough drop? I don't know. Probably. I think but, I'm, the first thought was Ricola. Uh, who cares? This is next week podcast. That's what I was thinking, too. That's, that's, we'll do that on the... Uh, we'll talk about this. Should, we'll talk we about this on the podcast. I think we could next week. Now, this we'll save this for the show in between the Pro Bowl and the Super Bowl because we don't want to preview the Super Bowl that far in advance because we will be in the Super Bowl. Right, what yeah. It'll almost be like a bye week for us, and we'll just do some fun stuff like that, and we'll go back to this point. Right, but, yeah. No, but anyway, so that uh, those, those picks, I mean, you go back to that first one, and it's like, oh, my gosh, this is our chance because they haven't done this all game, and they've been throwing it all over us. Each one of those, because they were driving down the field on every one of those picks, apart from... The last one, right? You look at that last one, and we decide to kick the field goal, and you're thinking, well, this is that vintage drive of, of what it would be like in Green Bay where you you don't take that touchdown or you don't go for it on fourth, and now they're going to try to come back against us, and they have the dynamic offense that they've been killing us with all game, and now they're going to get back to what they were doing in the first half. But instead, Tua makes one throw, and then he throws a perfect ball to Rasul Douglas and gives us that beautiful win. It was a beautiful win. ball to Rasul. <laughs> that thing was about five yards from any other blue jersey. And it was a... <laughs> that was crazy, man. It was a wonderful sight. And it, it just so many, so many beautiful moments in this game that it just... The, the changing of the momentum and the mood, just some of the things you dream about, Griff, those, it's, it's like the perfect moment. It's, it, that's why we love this game. It's so special to, to have those 
changes. I mean, you don't get more excited than that when you're getting beat down and dragged down in, in the middle of a drive, and then one little play changes the entire complexity of a game, and we got to see that four times against this team that was whipping us all up and down the field on both sides of the ball, and we just did everything we could by getting those opportunities and taking them. What a special moment, and what a win. <laughs> God, dude, that... So the last drive with the Rasul pick, Rasul makes the tackle, and they have no timeouts, so the clock is ticking. That play what is a at tackle. 156. Ugh, what a, a great tackle. tackle. He's he's a great tackler. There was another play, uh, third and long, where they run a wide receiver screen to his side of the field, and he shuts it down, like he always does. But anyways, that play is run with 156 on the clock. Their next play is run with 134. That was a nice three-yard play that took off about 20 seconds. And then... Tua throws the the ball right to Rasul. So it's so funny because going into this drive, I was so stressed. I was so certain that this was going to be a Packers defense type of drive where we give up a, a touchdown with no time left in the game. I was and thinking I was going to have to go to the time. hospital after this game, I must say. I was, me, thinking, I was worried about my Christmas. I was worried about my health. I was going to be <laughs> hospitalized here. <laughs> <laughs> that was one yeah. of the most stressful games I've ever been a part of. <laughs> they didn't even they didn't even tease us though the Dolphins because on the second play Tua throws it right to Rasul. Thank you so much. Tua. It was God, unbelievable. I, I you didn't think every time he threw one, I was thinking, well, I don't know how many more of those we're gonna get, and then he gave us a few more each time. So it was pretty special. <laughs> I, that so last weird. one, that last one, Griff. I mean, goodness gracious, you really don't think he's gonna throw a third? You really don't. That was going to be the drive for them. That was set up for them to come back and try to win it, or at least get close. Maybe get one of those moments like we had against the Cardinals last year where we get a defensive stop and, and it's a special win, right, at the very least. Or they score and they win, you know what I mean? But I figured they were going to make it competitive. But like you said, they just gave it right back to us two plays in. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah, they got straight to the point on that one. That was nice. <laughs> but it's just like the the Browns game last year on Christmas also where Baker threw, I think, four picks in that game. It is just like that, where it's like the offense in that game in the second half, the offense just was un- unable to score points, and so we kind of did have to rely on the defense in that game, and it was like, Baker's not going to throw another one. And then guess who got the final pick of that game? Rasul Douglas. He's got a weird quirk for Christmas, I guess, but I love Rasul. He's one of my favorite players on this team. And Tua, I was about to say, Tua, I mean, it's so strange because even even in the second half where he had the three picks, he still throws the ball really well. And everything outside of the interceptions, it looks really good. And he looks like a sharp quarterback. But then just you get that one throw where he just gets a little impatient, I feel like. Like on the on the Devondre pick, he's trying to throw that ball up the seam. Just ignores the linebacker who's, who's right there. We haven't mentioned Devondre Campbell because he, he hasn't played that well this season. There has been a little bit of regression from his play. But that is just, he's one of those, he's one of the dogs that we have. He's one of the guys who we can win a Super Bowl with. Ultra competitor, going to make those game-changing plays when he has to. Love, I love Devondre Campbell. And that was a great play. That was the, I think that was my favorite pick of the day. If I had to rank them, that was my favorite pick of the day. Because that also felt like the game-ender right there. Because we got the ball with six minutes left in the fourth quarter. And I'm hoping for a drive that we had at the end of the Rams game, eight minutes off the clock on that drive, you know, just chew the clock, four-minute drill, run the ball. And we did that for uh, for the most part. We didn't really run the ball as much as I would have liked to on this drive, but we did run the ball down until two minutes and two seconds is when we decide to kick a field goal. Now, this was this was a little bit of a controversial decision in my household, at least it was. On Twitter, it was, too. I would have take I would have gone for that. It was fourth and three at the Miami eight yard line. Chip shot field goal, guaranteed three points. But here's my thing. This kinda doesn't matter a whole lot because we obviously Rasul gets a pick on the second play of the Dolphins drive. But I'm I'm critiquing the process here. Being up six points does not matter as much as you think it does, because if they get a touchdown you're not hoping that they're going to miss the extra point. If they get a touchdown, they're going to win the game, right? Let's be honest. So being up six points, all it does is prevent them from kicking a field goal. And I view that as a negative thing because I'm thinking about a scenario where the Dolphins, they get the ball back. We're up six points. Let's say the Dolphins go deep into our territory with 30 seconds left in the fourth quarter, and it's a fourth and one from our 15-yard line, right? If we were up three points, they would probably kick the field goal there because... 
Okay, let's go to overtime. It's fourth down. We can't pass up this opportunity to at least go to overtime. But if we're up six, we are forcing them to be aggressive. We are forcing them to decide for themselves. We are deciding for them that they are going to go for this fourth down. And and most of the time on a fourth and one or a fourth and two, they are going to get that fourth down. Most of the time against Joe Barry, let's be honest, you're going to get that fourth down. And so that's why I was very much in favor. 13 even. Yeah, fourth and twenty-six. <laughs> That's a <laughs> oh my number. gosh. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't I wasn't around for that one, but that I know all about cut. it. <laughs> deep cut right there. But fourth and three, I would have trusted the ball in Aaron Rodgers' hands, in Aaron Jones's hands, in AJ Dillon's hands, rather than trusting Joe Barry not to give up a touchdown with two minutes left in a football game, in a playoff game at that. It was certainly an interesting decision, right? I mean, that was one I was wrestling with in my own head. I do like having the ball. Somebody put it best, Griff, and I, I don't know if you agree with this, but they, it seemed like Matt LaFleur put the ball in Joe Barry's hands versus putting the ball in Aaron Rodgers' hands, trusting in Joe Barry versus trusting in Aaron Rodgers. And to me, I, I'll i go with my quarterback, but obviously it worked out. It's hard to judge it when it worked out. It might have worked out either way. You, you know, those that's, sometimes it's like you're choosing two good options. And the way the defense had been playing – which, those, like you said, it's a debate between whether it was Tua really giving us the ball. or I feel like the defense started to play better, too. That's It was kind of a, a unison thing. But, look, it was fourth and three. It's not a guarantee. They're going to have to throw the ball. All it takes is one drop. And then they still have enough time where the, it really wasn't an issue. There was two minutes and two seconds at the end of the drive. So if there's a scenario where we don't convert on the fourth down, we're giving the Rams the ball back, and all they need is a field goal to tie with two minutes left, and then maybe we get the ball back with a small amount of time and two timeouts. Maybe we go to overtime. I don't know. But the I, I feel okay about kicking that field goal because for whatever reason, I liked our chances of getting a stop at some point, forcing them to have to score a touchdown. I didn't feel good about not holding them to a field goal because really all it takes is one big play to get them in, in the zone of where they can just get in field goal range. And, and they had so many of those big plays in that game. So I felt good about where we were at, putting six on the board in front of in front of where the Dolphins were, and and just doing everything we could to try to get a stop. And it didn't take much, but I, I liked the opportunity to keep them from getting. Uh, I liked the opportunity to force them to have to go get a touchdown with no timeouts and a little less than two minutes by the time the kickoff was done. That felt good to me, and it obviously worked out for the best. Yeah, like I said, it's a hard thing to critique when knowing how this game ended, but. That was a uh, knowing how aggressive Matt Lafleur was all day long. That was a weird decision by me. And we did send the offense out there. Turned out it was just to to try and get the hard count, try and get the offsides. But then uh, Mason came out after the two minute warning or after the timeout, excuse me. So that w- that caught me off guard. I thought for sure that was something they would go for because I hate being up six points. <laughs> being up six points is something that haunts me because you're forcing the other team to have to go for all their fourth downs, to have to pass it, to try and be as aggressive as possible. And that, especially against Joe Barry, that I hate that. I hate that thought. But Tua, I mean, the story of this game, I said there was no storylines in this game, but the storyline is absolutely Tua Tungavailoa choking, you know, just playing terrible, terrible football, playing some um, Mitch Trubisky football, really. That second half, Griff, was pretty terrible from him. He 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 had a couple throws here and there. He was making throws. They were still moving the ball. They ran the ball pretty well for the most part. Even in the second half, they ran it okay. But they just, those turnovers were so crucial. And we talk about this with Jordan Love. Jordan Love will go on these stretches where he makes all the easy throws, and then he'll make a, a throw or two that are just they are mind-blowingly bad or mind-blowingly stupid decisions that just like <laughs> it, it, it's just those are the problems with quarterbacking in this league is the lack of consistency with the decision making and making those throws that not every backup can make and those tough ones that are that's what makes you special and it's what makes you a guy like Aaron Rodgers and, and other guys in this league that are playing so well today there's really not many of them there's probably about five guys that you can count that limit the turnovers and make those really tough throws and good decisions consistently. So that's the problem, right? And it makes that, I bet Dolphins fans are questioning that quarterback in terms of if he's their guy for the future already. And just because of some of those things. And even though, like we talked about, he made a couple great throws to Jalen Waddle. He was hitting Tyreek down the field deep. He had his moments. But it's those ones where he's missing those wide-open guys or airmailing throws that get picked and just putting the ball in spots where the defender can make a play on it. That happened multiple times today where it didn't get picked, and it happened multiple times today, three in fact, where it did get picked. And that's why we're sitting here with a win 
on Christmas as opposed to sitting here with a loss. Yeah, I keep saying it. Thank you to uh, I can't thank him enough because with a if think about if Josh Allen was playing for this team, it would not have been close. Even Jalen Hurts would not have been close. But Tua is the reason that we are still alive in the playoff race. Because the Packers' offense was just, it was brutal to watch. It felt like it was week seven still. It felt like we were playing the Commanders all over again. Offense could not move the ball, couldn't run the ball well enough. And we average 3.2 yards per rush. Aaron only averages 6.3 yards per attempt. Pass protection wasn't good enough. The run blocking wasn't good enough. It was some ugly, ugly offense out there. But for once, the defense was not the reason we lost. In fact, the defense was the reason that we won today. So that's amazing. I mean, that's amazing. This is a playoff football team at this point. We are a playoff football team. And we need to be able to play well in all three phases, not just special teams, but also on offense and defense. And now we've seen games where the defense looks really good. We've seen games where the offense looks really good. And the special teams typically will look pretty good every single week. So this is a this is a playoff team. And I saw someone on Twitter say this earlier this week. If you're one of those people that thinks, what's the point of even trying to make the playoffs when we're just going to lose in the divisional round, when we're just going to get blown out by the 49ers again? You know, that could happen. Is it even likely to happen? Yeah, probably. The, this team would probably lose in the playoffs at some point. If we ran into the Eagles, if we had to go to San Francisco, it's likely that we're probably going to lose those games. But the thing is that I saw someone on Twitter say this week that the Super Bowl, it's not an award to whatever is the best team in the league. It's not. It's a prize. It's a prize where you get the seven best teams in each conference and you have a playoff bracket. It's a tournament. It is a prize. Whoever comes out on top, the regular season is only to decide who gets to be in the tournament, you know? And so whatever, all that record, all that matters is your record, especially when you have a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, because he, this team, it's a wild card every single year. The Bengals went to the Super Bowl last year. Did anyone think that was going to happen? No, the Rams won the Super Bowl last year in November. Did anyone think that was going to happen? No. And we so just beat getting both those into the playoffs in the regular we season. Those teams. And and if the if it was a best if it was a best team award, I feel like we would have won it in twenty twenty and in twenty. No, exactly. I was just about to say that we've been down that road before. We've been down the road of being the best team that just comes up short in the playoffs because we lose to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who also is another team that no one thought was going to win the Super Bowl in November of twenty twenty. We lose to the San Francisco Forty ers last year, who no one thought had a chance of beating us in the snow in January at Lambeau Field, but they did. So I'm I. I being the best team in the league doesn't matter. Style points do not matter. MVP awards for Aaron Rodgers, great for us in our Instagram debates, but ultimately, in terms of chasing a Super Bowl, that doesn't matter. The stats don't matter. All that matters is winning, and we keep winning. <laughs> we have seven of these, but we keep winning, you know, as of late, for the past month. Hey, three in a row is a lot more in a row than many people ever thought we'd see from this current 2022 Packers team. So to be in this spot, it's much more than you could ask for, Griffin. We've won two playoff games here in a row. Chicago, you're just getting, you know, we're sitting at four and eight. You win that one. It's part of the stretch of five we needed to win in a row, but that didn't feel like a playoff game because it was just too early in the year. But this that one felt like a Rams. nothing game to me. I remember yeah. that game felt like it was a preseason game. Like I did not care at all during that game. I thought it was a lot of fun to watch them win, and I felt that love of what it means to win again. And then they get I the bye week. Love. <laughs> That's right. You didn't want to see love. But instead, I <laughs> felt the love for Aaron Rodgers, and then we ended up winning. And then we go into the bye week, and things go our way, and then it feels like a playoff game in L.A. on Monday night after things went our way in week 14 and 15. Now we're sitting here week 16. Things went our way on Saturday. And we had a playoff game against the Miami Dolphins. And we won. And now we're going into another playoff game. Minnesota is coming to town. Lambeau Field. Playoffs. Can the Dome Minnesota Vikings hang in the cold weather of Green Bay? And that's going to be the question. But Green Bay is in now another playoff game. And it's going to be a big one. But I like our chances, Griffin. That's what's so great oh about this God. team. Oh, my God. We were oh nobody. God, I feel like maybe I was one of maybe one human which is myself, that thought we were going to be in this position or at least feel like we could be and really truly believe. And I feel like we are still in a great spot, and I love our chances, and I've been saying this. It's more plausible now than ever. You outlined it a little bit. I'll say it again. We need our win against Minnesota. We need our win against Detroit. We need one loss from the Washington football group in their next two games. 
just one of those games, or if the Giants happen to lose both of their final two games against the Colts and Eagles, then we will make the playoffs, Griff. And I feel very great about our chances. And once we get in, don't let us get hot. That's all I'm saying because we are starting to get hot. Aaron's going to start to play better too, and he's playing okay, but I think he's going to get to a different level here. The Vikings, the Lions, these dome teams, they don't want to see us in icy cold Lambeau, and none of these playoff teams want us coming into their building the way we've got these Miami fans chanting, Go Pack Go. I mean, nobody wants to see us, Griff, so I feel very good about where we're at. As do I, man. I can't believe... I Think about how much has had to go our way. Think about two Thursday nights ago when we needed the San Francisco 49ers to beat the Seattle Seahawks. Think we, Everything since that point has gone our way. It's insane, including us beating the Miami Dolphins in Miami on Christmas Day. What a day. What a Christmas. I hope you all enjoyed your Christmas. Thank you so much for listening. We are going to wrap it up now. We will be back in the midweek show. If you, if you would like to call in, give us your take, give us a question, you can call the number 920-430-0711, leave a voicemail, and uh, we could play you on the next show. Or if you'd rather email us, you can email us at todayintitletown at gmail.com. And we will be going over those on the next show. So please do that. And thank you so much for listening to this show. If you enjoyed it, you can rate us five stars on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you're listening. Uh, You can follow us, subscribe to us on those platforms as well. If you'd like to follow us on Instagram, you can follow us at todayintitletown. You can follow me on Instagram at alldaypackers. Braun is at lambo.leapers. And man... I cannot stress enough how unlikely this run has been for the Packers. And the percent chance is still only, like, below 40. If you're still looking at the percentages, with this, which at this point you, you shouldn't stop. be. Yeah. What did I, I say about percentages last week and the week before? What were we at, 3%? Come on, it's a lot better <laughs> than that. I know. I mean, no. It's just, that's, it's still, we've still got some work to do. We've still got the work to do. Hey, we are not done yet. But We are not done yet. But we're not dead it's yet either, Griff. How unlikely this run has been so far up to this point. We'd like to thank we on behalf of the show, on behalf of today in Town, we would like to formally thank the San Francisco 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs and the 49ers two weeks ago for beating the Seahawks and all of these teams and Tua Tungavailoa and Santa Claus for all my gifts this morning. I am what a Christmas day, man. What a Christmas day. Packers win 26 to 20, move to 7 and 8 on the season. Ah, we'll be back in the middle of the week to talk more about this. Thank you so much for listening. Go Pack Go. We're not done yet, but we're not dead yet either. And baby, it feels good. And baby, it's cold outside. And Merry Christmas. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Should I try to fit in more Christmas songs in this episode? But, no, not uh, again, bro. <laughs> yeah, I did, that's an old one. I did that last year. But anyways, great game. Let's go Packers. What a win. Merry Christmas. Thank you everybody for listening. Forever and always. Go Pack Go!